If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. Doug, thanks for being here. I'm really excited. You're my first principal that I have the opportunity to talk to on this podcast. I'm the lucky one that gets to go first. I'm, ex- I'm excited to have you. I would love to interview all the principals here in Kaysville. You guys are fantastic. Um, as a new mayor, I have an opportunity to serve on the Davis Education Foundation Board. And so through that, it's given me an introduction into the school system and into into education. And so thank you for being here, Doug. Will you introduce yourself? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm Doug Forsgren. I am the principal at Snow Horse Elementary. This is my first year there. So I've only been there about six months, completed the first quarter of, uh, of school and just loving it, just loving it. This is my 11th year as a principal, um, 16 as an educator. Uh, most, most, almost all of it has been in Davis School District. I've loved Davis School District. I'm I'm from I was I born in Ohio and, oh, and really? raised in North Carolina and school brought me out here. I met my wife in Minnesota. We met and married in Minnesota and school brought us out here and we had no intentions of staying. Uh, we were just going to do school and then head back east, but I got a job in Davis School District and honestly we have loved raising our family here. I have three girls and it's been it's been great. I really we're, we're glad to have you. I mean, Snow Horse is a fantastic school. Yes, it is. And I've heard great things about you. So <laughs> Hopefully that keeps going. <laughs> well, it, well, so you're six months in yes, on the ma'am. job yep. here at Snow Horse. Um, why did you choose Snow Horse? So I, I actually, we do get transferred in the district. Oh, you do? So this okay, is, so this is transfer? something where uh, we don't decide which schools we go to, but I, but I know there's a great deal of thought that goes into which principal needs to be where, right? The, the, the directors, the superintendency, they're really trying to think of the needs of the school and, and who can meet what snow horse, um, snow horse need that at the time. And I'll be honest, I feel like I was transferred into a treasure trove of talent, a fabulous community that has shown nothing but support for the school so far. I'm really looking into tapping into all that and just help Snow Horse get better. Snow Horse is a great school. It's one of our newer schools mm-hmm. in Kaysville. A lot of my neighborhood kids go there. Okay. Um, our kids were too old to go there, but uh, when we moved into Kaysville, but or to the to West Kaysville, um, it's great though. What's what's Snow Horse known for? So one of the things I, I think as far as the f- more of a flashy thing they're known for is it's an Apple Distinguished School. They've they've put. We have almost all um, iPads or, or Macs and things like that, but it's more than just that. It's not just about the technology. It's about the teaching using uh, the Apple software and, and the Apple Classroom to help us be better educators to engage the students more. And so that's, that's kind of one of the more flashy things that I think they're known for. But really, I think they're known for their involved community. Uh, as As I came in, uh, what my first phone call after I found out I was going to Snowhorse was Rachel Albert, who people still talk about. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, she is beloved principal of Snowhorse, and True. I called her up and and 
you know, she just was talking about how, how amazing this community is and how involved they want to be. They just, they just want to be a part of their students' education, which is, which is what we want. Uh, and, and that's, that's what I found so far. They just, and what I found really to that community, that my community's credit is they love their teachers and their staff. This it, is true. It's, I it's hear not, so many good things. It's not about me. It's a, even just yesterday, I had a community council meeting and, and they on a couple of occasions now have said, well, what do the teachers think about that? It's, it's not my opinion. They want the, te- they want the, sure teachers. the teachers are taken care of. So I love that. Oh, sorry. And I, I would be, I'd be shame of, I, I would be shamed if I didn't mention the musical, the musical they do there every year is phenomenal. And this year they're doing Aladdin. Oh, are it's they? In December. And it's just, it's blows me away how big this is. And it's all run by parents. I, don't, I haven't had to hardly do anything. So is it the community council parents or is it just parents that are in their own committee? PTA. PTA. Yeah, okay. This, this is all done by PTA. That's and neat. it's, it's it's a beast. I, I mean, they are the kids are there early as early as seven a.m. on it's weekdays. They're there on Saturdays practicing. They have parents that are in there helping with the set and costumes. Um, I, I I think originally they started doing this with a company, and they just felt like, hey, we got we have the type of people and talent in our community. We can do this ourselves, and and. I I still have not seen it in full yet, but what I'm seeing is it, they do not mess around. It is it is intense and it is amazing. You get some good parents on board, yeah. man, and things magic happens, doesn't yep. it? I, I mean, we got we got parents that are vocal coaches that are working with really the kids. It's, so it professional, is incredible. It is professional incredible. type uh, entertainment. Yeah. The in Caseville, I've been so impressed just with our kids growing up here. People are so involved. We're really lucky in this community. I know not every community has the opportunity to have as much involvement as as we do here, but parents are so involved. They care. Sometimes they care a little much. Probably (laughs) just just like our community. We joke about that. We love it that people care. (laughs) Well, and and you know what? From an educator standpoint, you just got to always realize that when when a parent cares so much, it's because they want what's best for their kids. Uh, Absolutely. And and, uh, if you keep that in perspective and... And you can help them see that we also care about your kid. And we, we can come We're on the same team. Make, that's right. We're not trying exactly. to work against each other. So. E- exactly. That's true. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your student body in terms of just, you know, do you have a, I, the reason I'm asking this is I did hear that the kindergarten classes are a little bit empty yeah. this year. Yeah, we, we are, we're shrinking as a school, which, which I don't think is, is unique just to Snow Horse. I think in no, the not area, at all. I think Endeavors having the same same type issue. Um, it's something that I've discussed on many occasions with um, with different people. But yeah, we're 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 shrinking. Um, and and that there's good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. Because right now we have 41, 42 kindergarten students uh, in two classes. That's a good size kindergarten. That's really where it should be. But 40 kids go, you know, 20 kids in first grade and second grade, eventually that's that can create a mm-hmm. problem for us. And so so we are shrinking, but we've got everything under control this year. The district's yeah. been supportive at giving us some support, uh, some some extra help. And and our uh, some of our classes are big, but uh, the caliber of students that we work with is is pretty amazing. Um, oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's not the school's fault at all that classes are shrinking. It's. It's the communities. I yeah. mean, really, it's because we're not providing as many housing options right. for for younger families, yeah, and that's yeah. what we're hearing across the state 
is happening. So no reflection at all in the school districts. It's just that certain areas don't have the concentration of younger families because it's not affordable. Right, right. And I mean, it's it's that's that's just so the reality it of is. it. And it's no, again, like you said, it's it's no one's fault. It's the housing market has gone up and yeah. And uh, there's not a ton of families that have a five-year-old that that can afford that in in the area of Snowhorse and and stuff. But uh, what minds that are that are bigger than than mine are are working on that. And but but yeah, we have we have a lot of space. And actually, this is something that's just going to happen. That just came uh, to fruition just this last week. We're we're going to be the home base for the administrator of the teen centers that are going oh, in the good, high schools. Good. Uh, we have space and they called us up. And so we're excited to be a part, you know, those that really? won't really affect my students per se, mm-hmm. but our community is very service-based. Oh, absolutely. And they they want to help out. They see, I mean, my PTA at one point talked about adopting another PTA that, that maybe that doesn't have as much participation. That's the type of people we have. And I felt like this was an opportunity for us to play our role at the teen centers that are going to help so many kids and provide resources. So that's because fantastic. we have, there's some good that's come of this too. We've had some space. I think that's great. Uh, we may have a preschool coming in oh, really? um, That'd this, be this next year. Really good too. We'll, we'll see. So, so we, we're trying to use the space productively. Well, and the teen center. So as I mentioned, I serve on that funda- on the foundation board for Davis right. education and it's incredible. Jody is incredible. Her team is incredible. Yeah. So will they are they moving there or will it be the administrators that are actually running the teen centers? Yeah, just the okay. administrator. So we won't have a teen center. At right. Snow you Horse, won't have but, them there. But, but I, and, and I, the I'm calling them administrator. I don't know what the official title is. I, I want to say coordinator with their assistant. That'll, okay. be, that'll be their home base. And they'll be spending a lot of time in the teen centers. Right. But when they need to call people in for a training, oh, that, that'll be their home base. They'll have a place to call home. And and we're excited to have them. We're excited oh, to support I'm, them I'm so way. excited because that is the most incredible program. I'm excited to learn more yeah. about it. I had no idea that we had such a homeless problem yeah. with it for for our students in Davis County. Yeah, probably it, all over, but it's, but here, I mean, we we look around and you see beautiful houses and yeah. Well, and it, homeless it's hard can to be, imagine that people have homeless problems. Right, right, and it, but but homeless can be as as I've dealt with as principal, it, it can be different. Right, when we think of homeless, we think of um, encampment along the street. Right, and, and that's not, like not necessarily that. it, right? We have we have people that are unemployed that are moving back in with parents and right. kids kids that just are having difficult times and and those by definition are also considered homeless for for what we do here and and it's nice because we can provide services to them and we can get mm-hmm. them into any school of their choosing um and you know I I think at they can even help with bus passes if they need to. It's pretty right. incredible. It, it is incredible. And I'm just so impressed with the fact that um, that Jody's led this team to reach out oh. and, and create opportunities. My sis, my, bro- my sister-in-law was divorced a couple of years ago. And because they didn't have a permanent address, they were considered homeless. Right. So it's not that they, they were living with her parents and her kids and were, were with them. But but like you said, there are different types of being of, of homelessness, but yes. there are kids also that are living in their cars that really yes. are homeless. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, we, we have we have that stuff too that you think of on a day in day out, and that's so sad. It that's it so is. Sad. It's so sad, but it's neat that we have resources available for them absolutely. in the high schools. Absolutely, yeah. In the high schools, and that's that's great that they're able to put some people over there and use that space that you have at your school. Yeah, it's going to be great. 
going to be great. I think they'll they're moving in probably tomorrow. So really, we're, that's we're, great. It's, it's it's up and up and going. So you've been a principal for several years. Yes, ma'am. Where else did you serve? Uh, so I, uh, as a principal officially, I I was at Hillfield Elementary for oh, six you years were? before this. Oh, yeah. okay. So w- right off the Hill Air Force Base and mm-hmm. working with the. Primarily military population. There's a small chunk of of students that live across the street between us and the freeway that sometimes get a little forgotten on that. And I always tried my best to make sure they were including everything. But but yeah, so we dealt with uh, the Air Force a, a great deal, and that was for six years. And then I was at Farmington was my first school as a principal. Oh, uh, Farmington Elementary for uh, for four years, and then I I was assistant principal for a little bit, and then I taught. I only taught first grade. Really? Before. Yeah. Really? I, that's. I still tell my first graders they're my favorite. I'm yes. sorry to everybody who's listening to this that has a kid outside of first grade, but I tell them they're they're near and dear to me. That, so that's that all is I taught, such a so. cute age. What what made you decide to become an educator? Well, you know, originally it was one of those situations where I just I. I, I just felt like I needed to provide for my family. So I was going to do, you know, engineering and I was going to do business. And I really, I got married and we came out here for school and I was literally signed up for business classes. And I just came home to my wife and I'm like, and I told her, I, was, I just like teaching. I love working with kids. I really do always have I, from a big family. So we've always had nieces and nephews around that uh, I was an uncle in first grade, you know, and, <laughs> and so I just, I just love teaching people, um, adults and kids. And she was, bless her heart, she was very supportive of it. And, and so I changed my major that next day and, and really? started an education because I just, I just love it. I, it, it energizes me when I'm in front Did of Did you people. have a teacher as a, as a child that impacted your life or? I, 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 it's hard for me. It's hard to focus in on, on just, on just one, one teacher. Um, I had some incredible high school teachers. Mrs. Glick in middle school in North Carolina was, was pretty incredible. Sixth grade, um, man, she had just high, high expectations for us and, and just, ex- she, she just knew that we could do it. That's and, neat. and it was, she made you work for it. Um, she wasn't easy, but she cared about you. And, and to me, that's that sweet spot. I I tell my teachers this. The sweet spot is when you have high expectations, your kids know about it, but then you also have, they they, they know you love and you care about them because then those kids will do anything for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And that was Mrs. Glick. Really? Yeah. Because you respected her and she respected you and yep. you know that she truly believed in you. She was genuine. Yep. But she didn't let me off. She didn't let you off. She held me accountable. (laughs) Yeah. Well, students, I just as I think back to being a student, gosh, there are so many great people that impact your life. I'm I'm thinking about the parents. You know, parents. Of course, we have a huge impact in our kids, but it's really the teachers that that stand out. Yeah. As we think about our experiences. And and again, going back to the treasure trove that I inherited, um, we had to do some some last minute hiring, if you will. Um, within the last three weeks before school, I hired two teachers. Really? And and the teachers that I hired are just incredible. I, I was lucky and didn't know what I was getting. As a matter of fact, when we um, when I hired one of them, I didn't know she had already previously worked at Snow Horse. Oh. And so we were actually bringing her back to her same team, oh, same classroom, great. everything. And she was just, it was, she was ready to come back. And then I had another one that had also, both the teachers I picked up had, had already been a part of the community. 
um, had already worked at Snow Horse. And I tell you what, we're we're off and running. We You, you talk about those teachers that make a difference. Mm-hmm. I got a whole school of them. And, and I mean that. I'm not a smoke blower. I wouldn't say that if I didn't mean it. I have some incredible teachers at my school. Well, it's great. And the leadership that you bring makes the whole experience so much better. It, it, it's it's easy when you have a group of people. It, it, it does. It, it is great. Know, it, so. and, and like you said, you inherited a great group of people, which helps. Yeah. But when you have a new administrator, a new principal, there's a little bit of probably wondering and yeah, a little bit of nervousness, nervous. wondering how things are going to go moving forward. But yeah. I've heard great things about you and, and of course, yeah. the school itself. Good. Well, and, and like I said, what... My, our focus, my my focus, and hopefully my community already knows this is growth. Um, mm-hmm. We can, um, we can control growth uh, at, at a school, regardless of, you know, whether a student is struggling or is advanced. We can control their growth, and good teachers are the key to that. And, just in terms of motivating them and and showing them possibilities. Yeah, and just and just their skill set. Um, really, the what I've been impressed with so much is just how. Uh, how many of my teachers have really just taking taken a lot of what's new and run with it, and, and you know Davis has really tried to have a big focus on the science of reading. Letters is is you'll hear that in every school right now. It's a two year training that the teachers are going through, and and to again to show you the t- caliber of teachers I have, fourth through six didn't have to do it, but they chose to do it. Oh, and great. so my my whole school is is on the route of learning about the science of reading and how how that can help us be better teachers. And I have teachers that have really just taken that and just run with it. And it's been absolutely incredible uh, how how far along they are and and just how willing they are to take new information that really is research based and and go. That's really neat. And and learn something new and not just assume that they've done it for years and they. Exactly. They've got the secret sauce already. Exactly. Yeah. We and and that's we all you know you, you, education gets talked about that where you you have someone that's doing the same thing that they were doing twenty years ago. They got you know same copies. <laughs> right. Right. Um, <laughs> same lesson plans. And I and... just I just don't have that. That's good. I, I don't have that. Are most of your teachers are they newer? Are they younger? Or do you um, have a good mix? I I I feel like I have a pretty darn good mix. That's um, good. I don't have a a. Uh, I have some newer ones that aren't young. Okay. Uh, you know, the, people that have come into the profession late. That's or that's come back a, to that's the awesome, I think. A lot of life experience that's really that neat. comes with that. And then I have I have some young one uh you know, some young ones as well. Uh, so I really I think I have a really good balance. That's good. How how's everybody's mental health and perspective in terms of being an educator? I know you yeah. guys had a, a rough go for a yeah. couple of years. It's it, it was stressful. Uh, last last year was was my most stressful was year uh, that I've ever had, just in terms of busyness and keeping up with things, and and then always in the back of your mind, uh, well, actually at the forefront of your thoughts are how are my teachers and my staff feeling? Because mm-hmm. you can't forget about the staff that are supporting everything that goes on in the school. Um, right now, I got to tell you, I just, I feel like we're in a great place. Good. I do. I uh, sometimes knew it, and I am not taking credit for this, but sometimes new blood is energizing. That's true. And, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not to say take away from anything from before uh, that was being done, but I'm I'm a different leader mm-hmm. than that, and I have a new intern. So both of us are oh, good. are new to the school, and I think that's been energizing. And w- we've put a lot of focus and time 
to try and make sure that the teachers know we we frankly we love them and care about them and and want to make sure that they are balancing their life as well. Um, burnout's a real thing, and we got to be mindful of that. Well, and you sound energetic and enthusiastic, <laughs> which is great because it is exciting to have some new leadership and some new energy. You mentioned one of your goals being growth, mm-hmm. and what what else are you going to focus on as, yeah, a, as a new principal? That, that's that's awesome. So we are focusing on top. I call it top notch tier one instruction. I think Superintendent Linford calls it world class instruction. He's great, uh, and it's the same. It's really the same thing. Is that we just we just have to make sure um, when it, when we say tier one, we're meaning uh, for the most part um, we're meeting a teacher in front of the class working with them. That we Fantastic. we need to be okay. up up in front of the kids working with them and what does that look like? Are we doing everything that we're supposed to do? So top-notch tier one instruction. Um, my number one has has been uh, relationships, positive personal relationships. Teachers need to get to know their students. Staff needs to get to know the students. I need to get to know the students. I need to get to know my community. And I'm sorry for everyone whose name I don't know yet. It's going to be a while because <laughs> I'm slow at that. But I am getting to know more and more people. And we... Uh, Again, if we're going to find that sweet spot where where our kids know we care about them, but we have high expectations, we have to get to know them. And mm-hmm. my same with my staff. I need I need to make sure my teachers know that I care about them. I care about their life outside of school, and I want them to find balance for those things. So personal relationships, top-notch tier one instruction, then good collaboration. Um, uh, collaboration in particular that will access all the talent that I have in my school. That's awesome. We're we're better together. Well, and let people do what they're good at Absolutely. And, and highlight and showcase those. Well, Doug, you are the first podcast guest in this principal series that I'm starting. And so thank you for that because it uh, it says it speaks to, to you personally, but also to everything you've been talking about, you know, getting out there. The purpose of this, the, the, this series, in my mind, is just to, so the community can get to know who are the principals at the schools because Caseville is known for two things, schools and churches. <laughs> Good. You know, Thanks. and it kind of just sets the tone for our value system here yeah. and, and the things that we hold dear. And education is huge. And I know people come from all over and move to Kaysville because they love our schools. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, so. honestly. So, so far, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on what we're doing, but we, but it's, we're still young in the Kaysville community and we need to make sure we continue to get feedback from, from everybody here and keep getting better and better. But I, I, I really am proud to be part of this. This has been great. Well, you're fantastic. I was going to say, just in closing, um, what what advice will you give? Do you have for parents? If parents who want to be involved, want to be a good parent, don't want to be an annoying parent, but they want to be very involved. <laughs> yeah. How should they engage? Well, I I think the better together thing really okay. is true. In in education, I think sometimes we get eye rolls because of the cliches that we have, but there are a lot of cliches that really we need to be true. It's true. Um, we we really need. Good, a good teacher makes a difference, and t- every person in my in my building are there because they want to be able to help kids. Right now, we have sometimes we have off days, and and we're, we we need to do better, but they're there for the right reasons. And so, if parents can understand that, and then us as educators can understand the parents' perspective that they're they're there advocating for their kids, even if they're frustrated, right. and and we can come to see each other's viewpoint we're going to be able to do great things. So really, I think my advice is just, is just ask your, ask your teacher, ask your educators, their perspective on things and share yours. And then let's come to an agreement 
um, like like adults should. We should be able to talk that out and come to agreement on what's best for for our kids, and and let's do and then let's do it together. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Appreciate welcome. your time, and it's been really fun getting to know you. Thanks for coming to the mayor's luncheon. I, I, those that are was, fun. That uh, was fantastic. I'll always, I, I the kids love it so much. So thank you good? for doing it. They good. really do. They were they were so happy um, to be able to be a part of that. And then they get pizza too. You can't go wrong yeah, with right? that. Pizza, good pizza, yeah, pizza a sticker. I mean, what more could you want in life? <laughs> <laughs> it was a good day. So appreciate you. Well, thank doing you. That. Thank you so much. And thanks for being here. Yep. Have a good day. Thanks. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.